0: You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of Downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Hey guys, Landon here. Glad to have you back this week. I apologize for the delay, a three-week delay for crying out loud. Um, For those, those of you who don't know, I'm in the insurance business and we've had uh, coming up on uh, 700 Claims with the hailstorm. So, been a little busy, but can't, coming back this week with a very, very exciting episode. Since the last time that you listened to the podcast, Downtown Larned has received a $750,000 grant in which the city will... Uh, be required to match $250,000. So um, an incredible, incredible opportunity. That being said, today we will be sitting down with Brad and William with the city, and they will be discussing the ins and outs of the grant and what the next steps will consist of. The biggest takeaway will be that they are pursuing public feedback. So there is currently a downtown survey going out, and we'll have the link in the description, but I please ask you, it's going to be crucial that we have as much participation as possible on the survey to see what the community wants, and if this is something that that the community wants uh, money to be put towards of our downtown. So please fill out that survey, and we will take your opinion into account. Before we start, I also want to thank all of the existing businesses in downtown Larded right now. Yes, this podcast is uh, pushed for progression and improvements of downtown, but really without the families and and individuals who have committed their lives to downtown and their businesses to downtown already uh, these past decades and, and years and months. Uh, no matter how long standing or, or short standing your business is in downtown, it is valued. And on behalf of the community, we just want to thank you and all your efforts towards making our community better every day. So, with that being said, tune in the rest of the episode to learn more on the exciting grant that's headed our way. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Downtown Larned Podcast. I've got two familiar faces in front of me this week. Actually, this is going to be the first time that both of you have been on the podcast already. So that either means we're getting desperate or that means that, that we're extremely thrilled with you the first time.
1: We are violating
0: our par- parole, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we, we have you both on. Um, Brad, Brad, I still can't pronounce your last name So pronounce it for me IELTS 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 I've been calling it ELTS for a while but... That's
1: about
0: as close as it gets Okay Brad, the city manager And William Nusser, the mayor um, On with us today And the reason being is We've got a, a grant An opportunity for a grant anyways So um, it is literally um, I'm calling it a miracle I really am um, Because I've, I found this out Shortly after we recorded with a third grade class last week, um, that uh, fourth grade, excuse me, but that we received the opportunity for this grant. And in that segment, usually in most segments, we we ask the question if you had a million dollars, what would you do with downtown? That is one of our questions, as though it'll never happen. (laughs) And here we are um, at the potential of a million dollars being invested into downtown. So, uh, very grateful to have you both on this week so um all right so brad william you want to give us a little bit of context on how we have gotten here um just w- in regards to downtown what what has built up this past year past two years and why we're even talking about downtown
2: so for me and brad and i work a lot on That's so I like my role as mayor that working on direction of city and bringing things to council so they can make the decisions. A lot of times people think it's Brad or I driving that, but it's not, it's the council. So what, what do we bring to council and work from there? You know, and we try to get the pulse of the community and that's where your pools address, your fountain, your Moffat stadium and the water tower. Like you just try to listen. What is that, that item? And, Seeing downtown, and we started seeing some kind of rumblings. A you know, little bit starts with the podcast and just conversations with people. We started to seeing some investments where it looks like we're gaining some energy there. And I, I think you had a great question very early on about what is the city's role in economic development for downtown. And if nothing's happening downtown and you're not seeing investment, even at this grant, it's a hard proposal. You know, to us to be first and build it and they will come doesn't make as much sense to me. But here you started seeing. Some downtown investment, started seeing some energy and people coming in. We saw, obviously, the Opera House demo that came through. Um, So that kind of opened up a space, and then the proposal that was presented to the council to develop that area. So you're Mm -hmm. starting to see these dollars come. Um, The Bin Boutique comes in. So you're like, okay, people outside businesses, even outside our area, are starting to make some choices to come here. How can we leverage that energy and keep this going? I mean Brad and I are a lot about – Domino's momentum. You know, Last year we had a good year. What can we do to keep, keep the community rolling forward? And it just seemed like downtown was gaining some energy. The base grant 2.0 came along and Brad really put a lot of effort in. I guess Brad, you can kind of go through about your concepts and work with Brian there and trying to see and get that grant application done. Because base 1.0 did you, was that also a downtown application?
1: Yeah, we did uh, a request for downtown improvements at that time. Um, we didn't get that grant, but it helped us to understand, uh, after communicating with Commerce, what it is that would succeed mm-hmm. um, and how it fit into what we
0: had already applied for. So to, to backtrack here, ultimately we saw community investment uh, throughout the city of Larned: New schools, new hospitals, uh, parks, pools, you name it. Um, so our community is is rising. Um, but yet at the heart of, of what many would call the heart of Larned, our downtown, uh, didn't represent that. So uh, that was on my heart. Um, that was on many other people's hearts. Uh, so Carlton Burt ended up kind of starting the wave, of putting money into his building. Shortly at, Very shortly after that, tore down the buildings. The city t- decided to condemn and tear down the buildings. Um, downtown, resulting in kind of the podcast of, of that started the re-conversation re-convers- of of all these old timers saying what downtown Larned once was and how they love the Opera House or what it was and um, ultimately I I wanted to put a positive spin and actually get some formalized conversation surrounding downtown instead of everybody murmuring under their breath you know if we're gonna talk about it might as well make it formal and present it in a way that that we can use so that's what came of this um, I think that we've picked up a lot of momentum from there. Um, downtown becomes a Kansas main street program, which is big, I'm sure. And, and the governor's eyes and, and determining grants. Um, so we, we got that off the checklist. Um, we've began making progress on historical district, uh, naming downtown a historical district. So I know that's still in motion. Um, but there's a lot of tax incentives there as yep. well. Um, then we, like William said, we we have this influx of businesses, um, the potential of Humble Pie coming downtown. Um, I don't know where that's at right now, but um, Coke's Customs, the Ben Shop, like William said. So uh, you have that outside investment starting to pull in. At the same time, Carlton's outdoor <laughs> uh, stage and and uh, event space. Yep is approved. So I have been talking for about four minutes now. Yeah. Just about And progress. the momentum is
2: going to and the key foundation for all of those, and I think what is extremely important about these when you look at the downtown of viability is also your ace hardware durs, you know, that has carried and been a pillar of this community for a long time. And um, your country seasons and scraps and saber plumbing and the insurance agencies downtown, those are in I mean the clock reality. I mean you could go on, on. there are active businesses there that deserve to get some support too, you know. It, it, no matter what you do with your structure, if the city's not maintaining ours, and I've been asking questions to people to see when is the last time ten dollars was spent for any improvements downtown. You know, no. has it been forty, <laughs> fifty years? I mean, and people are like, well, I've been here twenty five, and it's kind of always been the same. So when you look at it, it, is a little bit unique. When you look at potentially doing a million dollar project, but also. You consider the longevity of the investments. You know, you're not looking at things that we're going to spend a million dollars a year for the next 200 years. It's this hopefully investment done properly with community input will carry us another 50 years yeah. down the road.
1: Well, to give you an idea, in my opinion, if the community didn't love the, the downtown area, the state theater project would not be successful. Yep. Yeah, good. it's been going on for years and years
2: so they would dress yeah. it up, you know, great community project yes, and and, and, and has been amazing. successful, yeah. you know
1: and they've maintained that volunteerism over a lot of time, I remember reading an article in the Kansas Government Journal about the state theater and I thought it was the most incredible thing, of course, you know I've, I've loved learning, you know, for years and years, even before I got here because of my connection with uh, my mom before here but uh uh, what a great story it stuck with me and i'm sure stories like that stick with other communities as well or other people as well
0: and if people didn't love downtown so much they wouldn't listen to me every single week (laughs) (laughs) because i would i would get pretty annoying but um so brad directed to you um we talked about how downtown kind of got here of, of the momentum building up how did we get the money um, that's that's the big question. So, really, what was the grant program itself for? Um, who is this money from? And why are they giving out money?
1: Yeah, the, uh, the state of Kansas has had a series of grant opportunities through the Kansas Department of Commerce. And these are focused on building economic development and essentially economic capacity. There's been grants on rehab of buildings and a number of other.
0: All across Uh, the state,
1: right? Across the state, yeah. And um, so the base grant came around and uh, we made application. And what the focus was less on the amenities of uh, the downtown and more on the infrastructure, the things that um, really, truly needed to be taken care of and have that foundation um, secured and um, so that we can build upon
0: it sounds to me like the first time we positioned it as more so the the toppings the frosting uh to the state of kansas of hey we really want to jazz up downtown um and this after not receiving the grant you did some research on hey what would make us more competitive in this in this grant and they said make it more um, developmental so uh, you you transitioned into infrastructure and that's where a large portion of the budget was is allocated towards is the the sidewalks and concrete itself um, and and revitalizing that in a sense so that we have that base for our cake and we can begin to tack on that frosting where we see fit so um, that was that was top of mind because Let's let's talk about the how rare of an opportunity this is. How many how many applications were submitted, and who was given money?
1: This was a fifty million dollar yep. round. Um, we received you know seven hundred fifty thousand. We do have a commitment to match twenty five percent of of the entire grant. So mm-hmm. it's a million dollar project that way. Two hundred fifty thousand from us. And
2: sure. That kind of I kind of, I kind of reviewed some other areas where they're going through. They were very, very specific projects. Like Stafford County had a load facility and things there. There really wasn't as much, and downtown community focus. Mm-hmm. They were more like direct. So I'm pretty happy about even in the areas you look at the competitiveness. There was only I think that's how the article, the one that Hayes Post had, that was Northeast Kansas. There was maybe five or six communities. You know, yeah. that had had an opportunity for here. Five
0: five or six communities and I believe 500 applications. Is yeah. that yeah. about right? Mm-hmm. So if you Put the math on that. That's yeah. pretty low chances of yeah. success. Yeah, and that's
2: even you know the um, here that we're very early on, right? You know, even I always laugh how the state tells you that's a big moment for us, right? You're excited. They just send us a press release. Yeah, and you read it, and your names on it. You're like, oh, great, that's cool. Like, there's not a, you think it'd be a call, but they right. obviously have a lot going on, so it's a good. We're very grateful, but it's just a, uh, it's always interesting us like, hey, we got the press release from the state, and our names on, like you know, <laughs> yeah. so even for us when you do a grant app like this they are very time consuming on their own but also because of when the grants are usually released to when they're due it doesn't give you a terrible amount of time and also you don't want to waste like let's say vendors times or community members time on something that has a very low chance so that's why you're really early on on conceptual so all the imagery that Brian provided um to the council to kind of see this could potentially happen that's all up in the air you know nothing is set in stone where we're at in the project and that's Really kind of our goals will be here in the next couple of months is trying to figure out where we go from here. When you do a grant app, you try to get as much information as you can together so it does have substantiation on budget and some ideas of where you think you're going to fall. But you're not bid-letting and doing things because right. you don't want to waste a vendor's time sure. when they know sure. that really your grant acceptance rate maybe is 5%. Right. So that's what that's what's always unique on a grant app. Then you find it, and now you're kind of almost – first questions of trying to get, are we going to proceed forward and receive the funds? You know, that's, that's a number one. If you do, then with what?
1: Well, in the downtowns, uh, you know, and one that seems to be mentioned a lot in this area is um, Sterling. And they have a beautiful, beautiful downtown. And it's encouraged additional investment by business owners in their buildings and, uh, new uh, businesses going up and stuff there as well, yeah. and uh, that was initiated by a
0: community development block grant uh, right. for downtown development. And so, uh, similar, almost uh, the exact same thing, huh? It sounds yeah. like, yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Yeah, wow. yeah. and, and while we're on the grant thing too, I do want to thank definitely Brad and staff, just in not just this project, but in the last. Really three years, and people may not be fully aware. But between the water distribution project, six hundred thousand, and then the federal appropriations, another one point one, and then this potential seven hundred and fifty, you're bringing in was eight hundred over two million dollars in outside funding outside of the local taxpayers in the last three years, and that's a lot on brad and his staff and what work they put in because right. those you kind of have to spearhead and somebody takes ownership and you see the fall where they may but that's i mean it's positioned us to do things that we couldn't have before the water yeah. distribution project you're paying half you know yeah. the fire truck replacement the mobile command station we're paying nothing locally you know and then this you're only gonna pay 25 percent. you're leveraging um your resources in there and grants are tough and they're i mean i don't know how many we submit that we don't get but brad Always seems like he's up against it on the grant yeah. app, but <laughs> but I do appreciate Brad and them because in normal agencies, you know, if you outside hired it, they take one or two percent for grant writing fees, and Brad wow. doesn't get additional for that. And I think
1: that um, you know, as, as we're talking about these, um, my staff, uh, the people that have worked on the federal appropriation that we received and stuff, um, it's not about us at all. And um, if we didn't work in an atmosphere with the support of uh, the governing body and, and everything else. We wouldn't be able to do this. But over the last five years, we have um, seen so much um, investment mm-hmm. and growth that uh, really has struck at the heart of the community. These are positive amenities that have uh, really I want to say, lay the foundation for the investment in the downtown now. Yeah. And uh, so timing is important as well. And, um, you know, the thing is, all, all the things that are done, we need to be looking at. What is the long-term impact on the community and the people? And whether you think this is a good thing or not... Uh, as, as much of a question is, is this a project that is going to make our community grow in the long run as somebody's coming in to work somewhere in the area mm-hmm. and they can choose to live anywhere they want? Yeah. Are they going to look in the downtown, you know, here in two years and say, wow, mm-hmm. this,
0: is, this is, we want to be part of this. Right. Or are they going
1: to look and say, wow, we don't want to be part of this. Yeah. And so unless we open that door for these people and for people, kids to come
0: back. Yes. So Brad, no, I, I definitely want to give credit where credit is due. Um well, me—I'm the only person at the table who's not from the city. So, you do.
2: Um, but you're the only one that uh, was born here. Yeah, I
0: am. I am. But <laughs> I—you've so
2: been here longer than probably both of us combined.
0: I—I <laughs> I want to point out, you know, that government in general, not just the city, but the government in general, any government entity is is going to catch a lot of slack just from um, the opposing or even the the same side of of the aisle. So. Um I wanna give credit to where credit is due. You know, like William was saying, two million dollars and, and however many years is it now. Three years now. Three years of outside money. I don't know how you can chalk that up to a bad thing. That is incredible. And um the fact that we have the option to take seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and invest it into our downtown um is incredible. And this grant report was twenty two pages long and, and I it was twenty two pages long. So uh, that shows you. It.
2: Really. And shout out to yeah. <laughs> my shout out to my wife at. A, uh, I think it was a midnight due date, and Brad's emailing at like ten forty five. Can Caitlin please proofread <laughs> this? And she's our uh, yeah. English yeah. Uh, uh, expert yeah. to try to make sure it's written properly. So, yeah. so it is that probably us over the
1: top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So, um, thank you to you both. It's even if it's a case. I can't imagine why, but if it's a case where. Larned refuses to take the money given to us, um, it's incredible to even have the opportunity yeah. to have this, this situation. Yeah, and, so, and that's something
2: that's going to be um, important for us here in my role is now that we know we have the opportunity, that's the first question, figuring out should we proceed. For me, it's very clear, but I've got to understand where other people are coming from and relate where we are and what we've been in it. And yeah. and if I hopefully we get the green light on that and then we can kind of move towards what does the project encompass? So really this next 10 to 14 days is about just gathering about where we got to here in the base mm-hmm. grant and then um, choosing to proceed forward.
0: So forward is, is our next segment. Um, I know that we are still in that, that phase of, like you said, the next 10 to 14 days of determining where we want to go, if we're going, uh, so on and so forth. But we still need to kind of keep in mind where we're, we're trying to head. So what does the picture look like? Um, I know that for the for the twenty two page report that we had to submit for uh, the grant application, what was this money intended for, um, and what can people be excited about moving forward?
1: Yeah, well, um, again, it's that that infrastructure that core, and that core would consist of side, you know, the walks in front of the buildings, um, curbs and gutters. Uh, uh, irrigation lines that run underneath the, the sidewalks as well as electrical
2: conduit. Yeah. And, and what you're seeing, I think that in, primarily you have your base of the concrete. People ask, "Well, what about the sidewalk? I think mine's fine. And they said, well, here's the deal. For us to get some of our other goals accomplished like with the electrical being buried, having new street lighting and um, updated maybe having some planners or trash cans and benches, the conduit's going to have to be buried. So if we left all the sidewalks, then I'm going to have to cut a slit through all the – you know what I mean? So it just mm-hmm. the simplicity a little bit, even with the irrigation, um, helps look at – the sidewalk as a part of one. There's a lot of damage and disrepair in the sidewalks. And I talked to a contractor about the sidewalks and the concept. He says really, as concrete gets older, it becomes porous. So when we get moisture – and hopefully we get more this year than we've seen in the past – but that moisture is going to the foundations of the building. And that was one of the early questions with the council. Like, man, we're going to put these sidewalks into these foundations. What if they have trouble? And that's where we kind of discuss at minimum, if we can get sidewalks in, get the appropriate slope, we're getting the water away from the building. So at least the current condition they're in today, we're stabilizing that. And that's what we saw with the Opera House trying to – so it's an interesting perspective with it because really the sidewalks has a property ownership responsibility there. So this is really an opportunity – to get back and give back to those businesses that have been downtown and paying those taxes and haven't seen that investment you know commercial real estate valuation is much different than your home residential and how much you pay versus valuation so they're paying for that and they, i think there is some warrant of they need to there should be what do you what am i getting from that right
0: so new concrete uh and and this will be in the upcoming weeks of really the upcoming weeks will be Kind of the detail oriented of figuring out what business owners want, what does the community want, and and shaping this budget to those needs, yeah. really. Um, so even though there's a presentation on on how this money is going to be laid out, the details and the intricacies of of how it's spent is going to be it's public, yeah, public, yeah, yeah, full input on. So my yeah.
2: my vision is it with it. Um, we met with uh Architects yesterday, kind of telling him of have hey, got this committee together that people that have kind of volunteered and a lot are downtown business owners and. Talking about what do you, what does he need? Because ultimately what we've got to get to council is a design concept that they can review and approve. Okay, and that includes budget, uh, and overall design, what's gonna get done. Well, if we just take that to a council meeting, we're gonna be when I say we Brad and I are not giving our council and putting them in a position to succeed. And what I by that means, how do we know what the community wants? And if I just if we just said Brian here, Brad and I talk with them and we say We like this, do this, do it as the grant app was, and that's what we take to council. We if you don't get that community feedback, how does council know if that's what the community wants? Mm -hmm. So first we meet Monday, first couple weeks here is just educating of kind of a little bit of questions here of where we got the base. Brian, when we met yesterday, is working on formulating questions so it can help him with design, saying, Do you want this? Are you um, one of the questions he thought he asked I thought was interesting, are you valuing Quantity or quality higher, and letting me know, and so those data points, and so we 're going to have SurveyMonkey, public forums and getting that data so it 's quantitative uh, exact results that we can present to him
1: mm-hmm.
2: he comes up with design options that we could present to council for approval, but council can know these design options were formulated from the community,
0: yeah.
2: not from Brad and I, right. not from the board, it was from community input and it 's fairly simple and SurveyMonkey and the technology today, and even maybe, uh, and we're going to host some uh, kind of public, not really necessarily forums, but inputs, outputs, where people can come and ask questions and give their input one on one with uh, our committee here, and trying to get that so when council goes to make a decision, they can feel comfortable the community has been engaged. And but that timeline's tight. You know, one of the interesting things, and I, uh, we ate. Wednesday at Scraps, my wife and I did, and we walked out. I said, i got about 25 minutes. Let's walk downtown. You know, Even though we've done this, we've talked about it, you don't really expect to get the grant. I said, I need to get my eyes on what we're looking at here. So we went all the way up and down the projected project area. And I was thinking, dang, this is a beast. A lot of stakeholders, right? A lot of property owners. There's going to be a lot of directions you can go. But that's exciting for me too. I love that challenge and and choosing to engage others. I think the community learned has always shown, if it's a school bond or it was a hospital or whatever it is, they want to be engaged and and they usually give you positive engagement and on those projects have supported the community. So I have no concern of the community engagement. I think that's what's the greatest part about living in a smaller town. You have the engagement. If we don't offer that, then you might as well live in New York City. You right. know, I mean, so that's what's fun and I like that. I know that comes with there's going to be turmoil, pushback, but that's the process, and you have to trust the process. And sure. and that's what's really fun. I think the community group is a great group of people of trying to gather that information, and their goal would be to gather what the community wants, get it really into some true data in a package that can be presented to Brian. But when I asked him yesterday, how long do I have to kind of gather some general idea for you? He's like 60 days you know? <laughs> So because we have a deadline of two years, and that clock now we're – I don't want to say we've wasted a week, but we're a weekend, yeah. you know. So, a construction timeline, at least on the initial side, we thought would be five to six months with our construction. So we're backing up, right? And if you've been in any supply chain in the last two or three years, yeah. are we? I you know, we ordered stuff for when we looked at the library the other day; it was a sixteen-week lead time. So what if we're losing three or four months with supply? So mm-hmm. now we're a year out, right? And then he's still got to do design, layout, bid specs, a bid letting, like you know. So this is going to move pretty. fast. Quick early of getting the community just because we're on a tight timeline on the back end. And the exciting part about the timeline and the base grant, I thought that was unique. One of the things that we had already done as council was – and so we do a C-clip project, which is where you cost share with the state. And is it ninety ten? 10? Yeah, ninety ten split, and that's for the state highways. Okay, so we had already done that, and that's from the entrance south of town to Eleventh, I think, somewhere in there. Town. Downtown. Yeah, 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 right through Broadway. So the south of town, all the way through. And we had one project that we had to rebid, and then we combined it with another. So I knew in my mind, this is happening. They're going to redo this state highway, and it needs some work too on downtown. If we're going to do a downtown project and tear things up, basically, man, it'd be a lot better to do that before they come and do this highway. Because my now I see in my vision when I look at June of twenty-five, you know, that's what I always remind when people talk about city it takes a while, like we're already working on two thousand twenty-five today. Like what can be done by twenty-five. June of twenty-five, you're looking at the current construction downtown being completed. More than likely your pavilion area is completed. All new highway, like downtown isn't even gonna resemble if you hadn't been back in Larned in five years you're not even gonna. One, the building's down, right? The down opera house—a huge change—and when that's all, you're gonna think, "Where
0: did I walk into?" So ultimately, what that what that means is, we've got a crucial time period here, of thirty to sixty days, to accurately portray what the situation is. Yep. Um, and the and the situation is is we have seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The city will have a chunk in that. Uh, of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so one deciding on hey is this something that the city wants and anybody who's listening to this podcast it'll be important for you guys being the most uh, involved in this process seemingly of spreading the word spreading it in a good light um, and and pushing for um, maybe even you know potentially bigger projects too.
2: yeah and, that, and that's Brad and I's job as always any agenda item that gets comes along we're looking at it and we always I, I joke with people sometimes when it gets to the agenda that we're kind of working on the next because that's council's job to make the decisions, but we've got to put them in a position to have data to make a decision, you know, and that's the tricky part of when you look at, even we had the library come down, that was kind of, we have to table because it takes time. And I want to make sure that we're always putting council in a position to be successful, to make educated decisions. And so that's where the concept of the committee is. It's not, and the committee's role is not to make the decision. It's to gather information to present to Brian so he can Create a concept that council can understand this is general overall community aspect. And at that point, there will be changes and things, and we'll have obviously your public meeting there. But we just got to have council present an information that they can successfully make quality decisions.
1: And I think that it's important to remember that we will go from the big picture and uh, get a grasp on that, narrow it down as we go. And so – Uh, That first meeting, we aren't going to be picking patterns of uh, concrete uh, or the type of bulbs and stuff like that. We're going to be talking about uh, the overall concept, the value, uh, the perception. We want people to see our downtown, such a visible part of where we live. We want people to see... That's a
0: reflection on us, so we want it to be the best mm, yeah so bottom line, I, I hope you sense the the fact that uh, these two men and the the committee and and the council, um, everybody involved to this point is has an emphasis on making it public input focused and and doing what the public wants and and that is brings me back to the reason why this podcast was started the reason why we're even probably talking about downtown is because it is on everybody's mind of man how awesome was it you know of, of hearing about your grandparents talk about downtown um, hearing what it was and then that conversation taking a nosedive off the cliff into saying but look at it now you know it you know you should have seen it on a on a Friday night um, so the whole concept is 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 that is the heart of our community. That is um, what uh, has been on people's minds. Now we've just got to, again, once again, formalize that conversation, gather data off of what the specifics look like, and apply them. Yeah. As we wrap up here, uh, what can you leave the listeners with? What, what does this ultimately mean for downtown Larned? What does it mean for Larned and future generations? Um, how do you see this impacting their lives?
2: Number 1 for me when people ask and look at this project is you got to have pride of place. And our role when we come into the community and what we've done worked pretty hard on is not only just with the marketing, but when we started that people mentioned why would people stay? You know, you don't have the fountain, you're not taking care of the pool, is in disarray. So you got to have pride of place, and that's what a lot of this is—it's just having pride in the town. Um, some people may not be as optimistic as I, but if I can't be the most optimistic about the future of this community, I shouldn't be in the role that I am. I always look at myself as the cheerleader for the town and creating energy. How can I create positive energy? I joke with the sports teams that I mean, a winning football team cares a lot for us because it creates that positive momentum when people are happier. Their 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 buying power seems to go up because they're supporting things and they're just happy in the community. And so, it's pride of place is a lot for me in downtown, and a lot that needs to be addressed down there is city of laundered property. You know, we're talking about the street lighting and the seven or eight different colors there are. The exposed, you know, the planters that half of them have been, I think, planted, but some have been hit, some have been removed. So it just looks so discombobulated when you go down that it's pride of place. And I think the city has. A major role in this, I think it's an igniting and turning point for it. Um, Do I think that we do this in two years? Everything's full, hopefully, but maybe not. But at minimum, in the night, if every business was closed, or let's say there was no businesses downtown, this project would still make sense because it's there. People are driving through; it's a major traffic point. You have to have pride of place. If you don't, how can you expect anybody? You know, we always get the complaint of that guy's house doesn't painted. Well, if we aren't as a city maintaining our stuff and creating pride of place, how can you expect your citizens to also? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I think that this is another vote in favor of continuing the positive momentum that has begun over the last decade. Beautiful hospital now. One that is really a source of pride for our community. It's created additional jobs it's it's a, um, a, a good investment by the community the school uh, the grade school you know that is a beautiful building and uh, it's another vote saying we are a viable community we're not going anywhere and we want to be better um, and there's a number of others the the fountain the the park
0: water tower Um, dollar general for crying out loud liquor liquor store beautiful corridor Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and uh what this says you know what we know that uh we can be better than we are we uh we have a vote of support from the state of Kansas that says yeah yeah we think you guys can do it and we think this is good for our good for the State as a whole. Yeah, right. And it's going to open up a, a desire to shop there, uh, to work there, mm-hmm. to invest in a business. It
2: even and even live down there. That's always a role to city here, and you know, when people look at and you know, where we were in 1950 versus now, it's never going to come back. But I think you have to be, and I've always looked at myself as a fighter, you know, a competitor. So when Wendy's closes, do you just throw your hands up and nothing happens again? Mm-hmm. When the Taylor Mart closes or Taco Bell's out today, you throw your hands up and nothing happens again?
0: Well, right. You yeah. know,
2: when Shopko closes, do we just give up? And now look at that area, right? Shopko was closed. Yeah. The hotel literally was struck by lightning. <laughs>
0: it's and a fire. Yeah.
2: yeah, and a fire. And guess yeah. what? Big R is a great new business in to yeah. town. The, the hotel's fighting back. They're yeah. rebuilding. You got a brand new – like that area's impressive. You got well, a brand new Dollar General. Look at that investment. I mean,
0: yeah. Look – so that argument of 1950 – of what downtown Larned once was, Larned as a whole. You know, no. if you have to give up on downtown Larned because you're looking back to 1950, then you have to give up on Larned too. Yeah.
2: And I and I think the community's always done a great job of, you know, sticking in there and and fighting. And really, yeah. we've I, I'm very optimistic. I mean, you look at things that you would normally say in the community of, let's say your community's in decline, right? Well, we're in decline then you wouldn't be fighting back. Mm-hmm. Wendy's would be vacant forever. But you got somebody has chosen. And I always think it's interesting. I've got a lot of texts from people outside the area that are like, wow, that's great that you guys got that. They saw all the news. And even the the investor in Wendy's, that's from outside the area. Mm-hmm. not the Connection before. Yeah. No different than downtown investments. We've seen some people outside of this in Dollar General choosing to bring in greater investment. So look at the dollars spent on those construction projects. And for us to just sit back as a city and say, well, we're not – we're not optimistic about what could happen here, but we want you to be. I mean I – mean, <laughs> so I, I – and I, and I am. I mean it's exciting time. And when I look mm-hmm. at – I think of June. Really, I'm looking at June 30th, 2025. I'm excited to walk downtown. Mm-hmm. like And, yeah. and just my, my wife and I walk a lot, and it's just if we can have an area when at minimum at 7 p.m. at night there's not a single business open – you think that was a nice walk? I yeah. enjoyed that, and then you know what? Oh wow! I didn't realize this store was down here. When they're open, I'm going to come down, and that's what it's about: mm-hmm. getting people to enjoy the downtown space. The theater's a great draw. You know, they're constant every weekend, bringing people in, and there's more things to do and draw in, and just builds off each other.
0: Well, we've got to wrap up here. Yeah. My my two cents on on moving forward. We had a. A, last week's episode with the fourth grade class i don't know if either of you listen to that chick-fil-a but, was, but that's probably over a million yeah <laughs> it was it was priceless on on their opinions because they gave it how it was and they weren't extremely impressed with downtown and um it, you know i think that's a pretty natural reaction for for kids to not want to grow up in their hometown or whatever. But. We have to start cultivating memories um, that they can lean their hats on, that they can be proud of, and look at downtown and say, "Wow, you know, this is my town. I I am proud of it, and this is the opportunity to do so." So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Um, thank you beyond this podcast for your time and and the effort it took and and creating the grant and and turning attention to the opportunity of downtown so on behalf of lauren we thank you and listeners get excited spread the good news because a lot of good things are happening so as always god bless see you next week we want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the downtown lawyer podcast we hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you if you haven't yet Go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.